folks what's going on what's going on yes yes sir you know what time it is the young entrepreneur mindset podcast i'm your host angel and i want to thank you guys for once again tuning in being a part of this uh podcast please guys if you're getting a notification right now on your phone that you are uh getting a notification that i'm live please man do me a huge favor go ahead and just share, man. All you have to do is share the content. Listen, subscribe to the channel because one day you're going to be here. One day you're going to be one of those entrepreneurs. You're going to be one of those business owners that's going to be here ready to go and rumble. And I want you on this show, man. I want you on this podcast. But please, just show your, your little support, whatever you can, man. I greatly appreciate it. So, guys, once again, thank you for being here. You know, it's a privilege and honor. It's It's a blessing to be uh, a part of this platform, as you know, uh, all of us entrepreneurs looking for ways to just get better, man, just to get uh, notified, getting out there, recognized right now, right, and and just connect with great-minded people. That's what this podcast is about. That's why I created this podcast because I wanted great entrepreneurs, great-minded people, people who think outside the box, right? If that's you, you have a brand, you have a, a company, you have a website, you have whatever it is that you have. But let's say that you you don't have time for the social media platforms, right? You're you're struggling in certain areas and whatnot. Like, listen, let's let's all connect together as a group, right? As a team, as as a community throughout the whole nationwide. It doesn't matter what state you're from. I think we could all come together as entrepreneurs and support small business. I'm about supporting small businesses, all right? Because I know what it's like to start that business and to get it off the floor and try to get out there and get known. Well, you know what? Nowadays, it's all about these platforms, right? Social media is all about Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, you know, trying to grow these channels. And every time I ask for support or I'm asking for advice, what is the one thing that they tell me? Content, content, content. Just constantly throw out the videos out there. Just don't give up. Just give out content. And one day you're going to get more volume and more people. And that's what it's all about. So, guys, thank you again. And talking about small businesses, if for those of you that follow me, if you know what the dry mailbox, okay, you'll know what I do. I, I share a lot of content. If you don't know what I do, go I I um invite you to look up my website, drymailbox.com. Look up this insert. A friend of mine, we're gonna take this to Shark Tank. Okay, one of these days you're gonna see this product in Shark Tank, believe it or not. And what's how is that gonna happen? It's gonna happen with you, it's gonna happen with you sharing the content, you getting me those contacts, sharing uh, with other people what I do and whatnot, right? Of course, my wife and I, we do uh, natural products. You see the website there, forlife.com slash Santos Family. We have some great products, natural products. I got my protein bar. I got my energy. I am ready, man. I am so excited and so thrilled. But before we continue, I want to let you know that the audio download, as you can see there, is going to be available through the Anchor app, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and soon to be Pandora. Just getting uh, Pandora, waiting for them to uh, give me the approval. So, guys, you can follow me on Instagram. There's my Instagram account there. You can follow me on Twitter, which I'm live here on my phone's right here. And we are ready, all right, guys? So, listen, I hope I didn't leave anything out. If I did, uh, I'll probably get it at the end. Anyways, guys, thank you again. Share this content. Look, I have a great gentleman today. He's all the way on the West Coast. His name is Lane Kawaoka, okay? He's from Hawaii. And this guy has a deep, deep resume. What caught my attention that this guy has 
over, listen to me carefully, over 400,000, I mean, 4,000, well, probably in the, in the future, right? Over 4,000 plus units, all right? Investing. This guy's an investment guru. I love I love people like this. I, I follow uh, people you may know, like Grant Cardone and whatnot. And, and this gentleman has that type of portfolio, okay, man? He has, the good thing about him is that he helps other people. He helps families. And see, that's that's what I like about these people, the entrepreneurs that are out there helping other people. He has uh, a website, the simplepassivecashflow.com, which I'm going to share all his information, okay? Because he could help you, all right? He could give you good advice, the best advice, because he's there. He's been there. He's done that, all right? So, guys, help me welcome Lane Kawaoka. Hey, Lane, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me. Aloha, everybody. Good, good. Hey, listen, I uh, hope I didn't kill your last name there. Kawaoka, is that is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, SimplePassiveCashflow.com is the URL. That's, that's the important one. Good, brother, man. Thank you. And I, I'm going to show you a website here and all the information, uh, SimplePassiveCashflow.com. So before we get into what you do and whatnot, what is it? Uh, you were born and raised in Hawaii. Is that correct? Um, yeah, raised here in Hawaii. Uh, went to school at University of Washington up in Seattle and uh, yeah, I used to okay. be an engineer. Ah, engineer. Now, talk to me. How did you get into engineering? How was that experience? Um, I happened to be good at math and science when I was 10 or something like that. And um, engineers make uh, a lot of money. So that's what I chose to do. Yeah. Before, um, you know, I kind of followed this whole linear path. That I think a lot of people follow where you're kind of just blindly put into school and you exactly okay. And you just kind of follow until you get a college degree and just start working for the man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's good that you know math because uh, real estate, you got to know a lot of math too, I believe. I mean, it's not just picking the properties, it's knowing the math too, knowing the numbers, right? Yeah, but it's not that hard, you know? I mean, money in, money out. It's not not, not freaking rocket science, right? It's yeah. Not, like, it's not like calculus or geometry or anything like hard like that. I mean, real estate is something anybody can do. It's anybody, probably the exactly. easiest business out there. But the problem is you need money to start, you know? Like, we don't flip houses we don't wholesale houses we're passive real estate investors and unfortunately you need money to start yeah yeah so let's talk about that then because um now now before when you got when you were doing engineering like what got you into real estate what was your main like what was your first deal like where does he say okay wait a minute i'm gonna go down this route because this is gonna work for me yeah i mean i I kind of followed this, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad financial advice out there, right? One of which is best in your 401ks and retirement funds, which we don't like. Um, and yeah. then another one is buying a house to live in, which I don't necessarily think is a great idea for especially young people um, or people under a million dollars net worth in general. I, and, but I was duped in the whole idea of buying a house to live in. So I went and did that. Um, a couple of years after graduating college, saved up 70 grand to go buy a house. But okay. because I was traveling on the, road all the time i was never home i just decided to rent it out and that was where i realized wow this cash flow thing is cool right i can see myself yeah. doing this a few more times and then on the path to out of this rat race okay because you, you're in the multi-family home right i mean we're talking about over four thousand plus units five thousand plus units yeah i mean today i am right but I yeah mean, that's just vanity metrics i mean it doesn't really help all the listeners right now i mean how do you get right. started? How do you get the first one? The first one is the hardest one. Exactly. Well, I mean, this is like the YouTube channel. You know, you get your first subscriber. That's pretty much the hardest one. Then after that, you know, you go for the thousand subscribers, which everyone's after to get your channel monetized, etc. And then 
that's the hardest one to get to is like getting those first baby steps. So what what are what are the three rules of investing? What are your three rules of investing that we can start off with that? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of always points to real estate is kind of the, the answer. But like first thing is it's got a cash flow. Right on a monthly basis, can it serve the debt service or make you money on an annual basis and a monthly okay. basis? So income minus expenses. Secondly, got to be good leverage. I mean, real estate—you can't beat it. I think there's all these government-subsidized loans from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac out there. Right, you just can't beat that stuff. And then the, the last thing is it's gonna be a hard, tangible asset. You know, real estate—you don't get much more hard and tangible than that. You know, the building, the land. They're not making much more of it. And, you know, I think the last thing, kind of a bonus thing is the taxes. You know, a lot of ah. things out there like gold. Gold is a, you could probably say it's a hard tangible asset, but doesn't cash flow. You can't really leverage the thing. And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really give you good tax advantages. Crypto, I mean, you, could, you might be able to make the argument that crypto is <laughs> a, a, you know, commodity or store of currency, but it doesn't yeah. produce cash flow and it's not, I'll, yeah, I'll concede that it's kind of a real thing. So it's kind of a currency, right? But yeah, it's not tax advantage. You, you make a million dollars, you're going to have to pay half a million in taxes. Ugh. Yeah, that's and that's that's what I think uh, people don't educate themselves well is is getting understanding the whole tax of you know especially property tax. How's the taxes? Because I know every state is different, correct? Well, it is, but like for the most part, it's just a federal thing, right? What you make in your, um, what you make as income get gets taxed unless you can show expenses to offset those income, right? Okay. So just like a business owner, you have, ex, you have income and then you try and accumulate a bunch of expenses or deductions to offset it. Right. In real estate, the nice leg up, the huge advantage that real estate has over any other asset class over there is that it depreciates on paper. So okay. if you have a rental property, you can deduct the building improvement by 27 years over, or 27 um, divided by 27 divided over 27 years, which is great. And a lot yeah. of times that can drive your income on your annual basement down to almost nothing. Um, today okay. on the larger deals, we do a cost segregation. We're able to take almost at sometimes a third of the building on the first year, aggressively writing off that property. And this is where you, you know, this is what gets into the tricks of the wealthy, where you're taking these passive losses, these huge passive losses you're getting, and possibly offsetting your ordinary income, certainly all your passive income. Yeah. So how about, um, because now that you talk, I see here about rentals and whatnot, thinking about the rentals, what is this Airbnb? Like, uh, what's your opinion about that? This whole Airbnb thing? Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of a gimmick. I mean, it, so yeah. it's more active business. It's not passive. Not in the simple passive cash flow.com brand, that's for sure. Um, we like long-term rentals where we rent to the majority of um, the clients out there, which is the lower middle class, so we, okay. which we call workforce housing. So $700 to $1,400 a month rent. Now, short-term rentals are typically for you know people on vacation, discretionary. Yeah. No, which means in times of pandemics or recessions, it gets killed. Exactly. You know, we're more into the, the long-term you know, reoccurring revenue from just regular long-term rentals to regular blue-collar folks. Yeah, because even there was a time where people were like, I know friends that were doing like house flipping, you know, and they thought this house flipping thing was 
an easy thing. And next thing you know, you were stuck with a home that you couldn't sell. <laughs> so it was like, did you ever try right. doing that? Yeah, that's, that's a bunch of stuff. If you don't have any money and you're trying to gamble. It's a gamble, yeah. To Las Vegas. <laughs> we focus on properties that have this 1% rent-to-value ratio of greater, greater so that we're able to make money every month. So okay. you take the monthly rent, divide by the purchase price, we're looking for something 1% or higher. So for example, you know, like most times when we start kind of start people buying these remote chunky rentals, they're buying a property around 100 grand that rents for $1,000 a month. So 1,000 by 100 grand is 1%. You know, okay. Most places that people think to invest, like California, Hawaii, New York, Boston, Miami, Seattle, you're not going to find Those sounds like expensive cities right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're expensive, right? But more importantly, yeah. the rent-to-value ratio suck. Right? Okay. Like in, in California, you'd be lucky to find a place in the ghetto. You don't buy places in the ghetto, by the way. Yeah. You'd be lucky to buy a place for 400 grand that rents for, what, 2000 bucks a month. So do yeah. the math. Two thousand divided by four hundred grand is half a percent, right? Not the one percent. No bueno. No bueno. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the the simple passive cashflow.com, your website, your company, and whatnot. Yeah. So we kind of cater towards more high net worth, higher paid professionals. Um, the way we do things is you need money to invest. You need a, right. a twenty percent down payment on a hundred thousand dollar house to get started. Or we kind of cater to a lot of accredited investors investing in larger syndications and private placements, you know, larger okay. apartment deals as a passive investor, um, you know, kind of sharing in on bigger, more um, private equity projects or what some people call the country club deals. Um, okay. You know, I I started off with single family homes was what got me to accredited status. But okay. what I realized after a while is, you know, once your net worth goes over a million dollars, you start to look more at investing in as a private placement investor, syndication investor, as a passive okay. investor when it's larger deals. Okay. So how, how does someone get like a credit to become a credit investor? You don't, you don't need to take a test. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like you're pregnant or you're not pregnant. You know, you yeah. Are. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, if the, you can go to the SEC website, see what the latest rules are, but it's essentially somebody that makes over $250,000 a year at their day job. Or their net worth is over a million dollars okay okay all right that makes sense that makes sense so um so what's your tip give us uh, um what other tip can you give my audience like say someone that wants to invest in a multi-family home or or maybe someone that wants to uh look up your website what what are the first requirements maybe i guess you could say yeah i guess like you know the first thing is like depends on where your net worth is right where you are in this journey if you're okay. somebody who is not able to save at least $10,000 a year, well, it's one or two things. You suck at saving money. You got a problem yeah. with your budget, go make a budget, right? You're at finances 101. Um, okay. What I would recommend is you know, go read a lot of blogs on this, how to keep a budget, right? How do you spend money that you don't have? Okay. Um, or how do you not do that? Um, if you make under $50,000 a year, you know, I'm not a big fan of college, but college is apparently a good way to make a higher salary, right? Or yeah. hustle more. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, you know, you got to be at least to that level or better. Uh, if you if you're able to save ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year, and your net worth is under a quarter million, I would suggest maybe going into a 
turnkey rental property. Property that's been rehabbed, fixed up. Sometimes they even put a tenant in there for you. So it's kind of like a rental property on training wheels. That's how I got started. Okay, so so basically someone could buy a property and, and start renting it out and then go from there? Is, is that one way to go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's an awesome way to go, right? I mean, don't necessarily have to buy a fixer-upper. That's what you do yeah. when you don't have money. I mean, you don't value your time very much. Exactly. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's about figuring out what your highest and best use is. A lot of my clients are doctors, engineers, lawyers. You know, they're already rate at their day job. It's very high. Right. It doesn't make sense for them to take on, you know, more risks than they should and spend their time exactly. trading this with equity. That makes sense. Uh, other than apartments and rentals, what other uh, recession-proof asset classes are there? I think we, we focus on, on like catering towards the the lower middle class. You know, this okay. country is growing in population, and therefore, yeah. you know, like, like most new projects are for the luxury, right? The new stuff, um, and you know, the, the lower middle class is also growing in population. So this right. growing demand for this asset class that we call more B and C class. Right? It's not the high end A class. It's not the low end F and D class. Ah, the okay. properties, but it's kind of in the middle. You know, it's for the folks making. Thirty to sixty thousand dollars a year. You know, so, so what is what what is that class? Because I see that if you should invest in class A or class B or class C assets, what's the difference? Like, yeah, A, a class is kind of considered. I mean, you can you can categorize the property and you can categorize the neighborhood. Okay. So, like, if you look at the property class, the A class are like your newer stuff. You know, ten years or newer, or maybe in twenty okay. years or newer. Um, B class is kind of categorized as like a 1980s to 1990s type of asset, and then 1970s, 1960s, or a little older might be a class C asset. Oh, gotcha. But okay. then you, know, you also look at the neighborhoods, right? The class A areas are you know, all the cool places, the hip places you want to be. Um, yeah. You know, if you're if you're a young gal or a guy, you might go running at night. You ain't doing that in the class <laughs> C hoods, you know? Like, it's yeah. Not there. You're running at night, you're running away from something, you know, or you don't exactly. want to be up there at night. Uh, but that's where you have better returns at. How important is it, like, if you're going to buy your first home, right, to to do an investment, you know, to walk, to know the area, walk around, go there nighttime, daytime to see how it is. How important is that for you? Uh, I mean, it's sort of important. I mean, but at the end of the day, you're buying commodities. I mean, yeah just a box that people live in and the way we advocate it for people especially who are you know short on time is to hire a professional property manager do all your contracts your leasing your operation for you right and okay. to kind of work hand in hand with them so you buy in the right places you buy the right property yeah so do you have um with with your company your website do you do are you gonna be doing events here in the u.s that people could attend like uh, yeah, but we kind of we have a lot of more private events for especially for accredited investors, ah, um, people it, that okay. are kind of in our community um, have kind of joined up as investors. But what we offer a lot, um, I mean, I'm really against. There's a lot of guru programs out there that kind of get people into a seminar. They teach people how to temporarily get an increase in their credit card so they can buy the twenty, thirty thousand dollar program, which I think is nonsense because a lot of times they prey on the people that don't have money in the first place. Right. But, so what we do is, I mean, 
all this stuff is my free on my website, my podcast. If you're kind of getting started and you got some money and you know you're good at saving your money, simple passive cash flow is for you. Check out the free podcast. Get started that way. Um, a lot of the stuff initially was buying these turnkey rentals, but as I became more of an accredited investor, um, you know I've kind of kind of changed the tune of the podcast to be more of a little about high net worth strategies surrounding legal and tax and okay. banking and things like that. Yeah, but all this stuff is free on my website. You know, we've got some e courses if people want to get a little bit more involved. But you know, it's oh, cool. Me, you know, all this stuff is kind of the institutions don't want you to know about. Yeah, they want you to stick your money blindly into a four hundred one k for dumbasses. Oh yeah, so that they can take their fees and you can work for fifty more years at the job that you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's very true, man. If, if everybody said what I did and go buy a handful of rentals, probably be financially free in like a decade. So, yeah, you know, can't have that happen, right? Who would get our coffee? Who would you know, build stuff for us? You know, who would push paper? Um, but, but there's a different way, right? And not everybody's yeah. going to do it. But you know, my what my mission was to kind of. For people out there who are willing to kind of put in the work and educate themselves, we'll make the education out there for everybody. Absolutely, man. And your your YouTube channel is called uh, Rich Uncle. Is that, is that your YouTube? Um, I've got a couple of uh, YouTube channels. Um, this, okay. The one for Simple Passive Cashflow, the podcast. The podcast name, I think, is Simple Passive Cashflow Passive Real Estate Investing. That one's geared more towards um, accredited investors and you know, more higher net worth investors investing. I still think it applies to everybody. But the Rich okay. Uncle YouTube channel, you know, it's a yeah. different audience, right? YouTube is a little bit people, younger people, people short yeah. time horizon. You know, the idea there is like there's so many younger people, you know, eighteen to thirty years old that are just getting started, but they don't have enough money to go buy a rental yet. Certainly don't have enough, you know, fifty grand to co- co- put to a syndication. Yeah. But you know, they they, that's the most critical stage, right? As opposed to listening to all the BS financial advice out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you have your own podcast then? Yeah, the podcast is probably the more of the flagship um, content okay. channel. Yeah, the Never cool. Chat is kind of more of a fun project lately. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. I didn't, okay, so I'll, I'll check out that podcast too. So it's Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast? Yeah. Cool, cool. One last question. Uh, best practice for managing properties remotely? Yeah, so if you guys haven't caught on, uh, we don't typically don't buy properties where we live because a lot of us live in cool places like California, Hawaii, Seattle, right? Uh, and we're buying places in like Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Little Rock. Uh, we're buying these things remotely. We got okay. it, right? So we got third-party property management. So it's all about keeping people accountable. A lot of you guys, you may have bosses or have employees that you don't see every day. It's no different, you know, using phone, email, exactly. people accountable, setting expectations, you know, following up and set expectations, you know, no different, right? Like a, a toilet gets plugged, plugged up. All right, yeah. property manager, what's your plan? And what's the time that you're going to get it done with? I'm going to follow up on you if you haven't gotten it done. If not, we're going to fire you and get somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's very true, man. So you 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 also manage. So do you manage other people's portfolios? If if anything, like 
you know, doctors and lawyers and stuff like that? Yeah. So today I put together large apartment syndications. I operate the deal and then you know, passive investors will come in, uh, invest passively. Um, okay. That way they don't, they don't have to do anything. Yeah. But to do that, you need money. Right? No, absolutely. So it's all absolutely. about kind of getting started, getting educated, buying a little, some rental properties on your own, getting your Yeah. All right, that's cool. Hey, you you made it pretty simple, man. I mean, like you said, it is it's pretty not, simple. It's, it's not just, rocket science. It's not rocket yeah. science, man. Yeah, it isn't, man. That's good, man. Well, I'm gonna follow you on your podcast and and keep uh following up on you and and look up your material too. I mean, that's very interesting. I appreciate your time and I appreciate you uh giving those those tips, man. Very basic, yeah. very basic tips. I appreciate that. So, Lane, man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time. And I know you're on the West Coast. I know it's early for you, but over here is, is running already late for us. My daughter's going already started school today, so she's all excited. So <laughs> I'm going to spend some time with her and get her ready for, for another school year, man. So how, how's your family? You got family over there in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to school yet, though. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's the weather in Hawaii, man? It's beautiful out there, imagine. Eh, it's like 88 degrees, 87. Oh, that's comfortable. It's about the same here in Florida, man, but the humidity kills us, man. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's very similar, very similar. So you got a little bit more breeze, I feel like. But we also pay a little bit more, too. Yeah, so that's cool, man. You live where we always would dream the vacation. That's <laughs> that's the way it is. So thank you, Lane, man. I appreciate your time, Lane, man. Thank you again, man. Yeah. I hope to see you uh, maybe in the future. We'll connect again, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right, brother. You take it easy, man. All right, there you go, guys, man. I appreciate his time. Guys, look up Lane Kawaoka. That's a Hawaiian name. He lives in Hawaii. Great guy, man. Great information. I'm going to listen again to his podcast because he has some great info, man. So listen, guys, I appreciate you. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hope you like my shirt. All right. And I appreciate you guys your time. Thank you again. Another school year has started, just like I said, my daughter, she's super excited, going on first, fourth grade already. Wow, how time flies. Listen, subscribe to the channel. Uh, blessings to every student in this new school year, whether it's kindergarten through 12. I wish you guys the best, many blessings. Please look up my website again, the dry mailbox insert, all right? Keep your mail high and dry. Look it up at the drymailbox.com website. Uh, I'm going to share it one one more time right here. All right. There's the website there. Check it out. Give me some feedback. What do you think about the website? All right. And whatnot. And also, we have one of the best antioxidants, Rio Vida uh, juices. One of the best in the market. All right, guys. So listen, I appreciate you guys. I'm going to leave you guys with uh, one of my favorite scriptures here as well. I'm going to take you guys right here and as you can see here on um, proverbs 10 4 says lazy hands make for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth that's deep that is awesome very simple there guys so once again guys i'm gonna have a great uh episode this saturday so tune in saturday it's going to be in the morning, all right? It's going to be 11 a.m. because it's another gentleman that he's on the West Coast. Um, but we have to do an early morning one. So Saturday, get your coffee, get your protein bar, all right? And join me because it's going to be a great episode, guys. So once again, 
Thank you guys for joining the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. Please share this content. I greatly appreciate it. Let me give out some shout outs. Who let me see who's connected? Taurus. Taurus, man, he is one of my brothers here. Joanne, my cousin Joanne from Indiana in the house. Thank you. Thank you, Taurus, for joining Joanne, my family, everyone out there, all my friends. And I have some people out here. Aura, one of my close friends I just met recently. She was on the first episode. So this is episode two of season two. Thank you to Lane. Thank you to Aura for uh, joining me last week. And I'm going to have Taurus. I'm going to have Taurus. I'm going to be working on my schedule with you because I know Taurus. He got some uh, financial literacy that we're going to be dropping out pretty soon. So, Taurus, I'm coming for you next, man. So, guys, thank you again. Thank you to all my family and friends for joining this podcast. I'm out, guys. I hope you guys have a great evening. Hope Have a great rest of the week. It's Monday, uh, Mindset Monday. So, keep that mindset fresh, man. All right? Young Entrepreneur Mindset. We out. Peace. <laughs>